and welcome to our Voice of Wealth podcast. My name is Charlotte de Capuisson. France is world famous for its food and wine. It is the world's fifth largest exporter of agri-food products. And in 2019, it was the leader in Europe. Today, we're going to look at some emerging trends in the sector. Joining me is Ed Cheng, Global Chief Investment Officer at BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Hello and welcome, Ed. Hello, Charlotte. Nice to be back. You recently moved back to France after a stint in London. Now, to be honest, did you miss the good French food over there? Not as much as you might think, because, of course, <laughs> a lot of it is actually available in France, in, sorry, in London, if you know where to go. Having said that, Charlotte, the one thing I was shocked at were the prices. Uh, what, what, what counts as run-of-the-mill here is it counts as hyper-premium in London. So um, the prices for a nice sandwich and a nice cake were a bit on the high side in London. So I'm, I'm happy to be back here. Great. I don't know about you, but when I think of heavenly French food, I think of dishes like bœuf bourguignon, confit de canard, corcovin, foie gras, steak tartare and cassoulet. Now, strip meat away from French cuisine, and I wonder what's left. I mean, although research shows that the number of vegetarians in France remains low, between 3 and 5% in 2018, according to The Telegraph, interest in plant-based products is on the rise, and this segment is slowly taking a bite out of the overall food market. Opinion Way carried out a survey last year, and it found that 60% of French people eat vegetarian meals, there is a higher proportion among women, among singles, and among people under 35. So what reasons do you give, Ed, for this growing trend? Well, I mean, first of all, I would say that France is catching up, but France is definitely lagging the rest of the world because this vegan and vegetarian trend is something we've seen elsewhere in Europe. For instance, in the Netherlands, in the UK, in, in of course, Scandinavia, and even in the US, these have been really very strong trends and it's now sort of catching on in France. So I should say that first of all, um, but I think the drivers are twofold. Um, one is obviously ethics. A lot of people are vegetarians or vegans for ethical reasons because they don't want to eat animals or they want to kill animals. Uh, so that's an obvious one. Uh, and secondly, of course, there is health because it has been shown in many cases that, for instance, as adults, we don't need, we eat in the Western world too much protein. And in particular, we take too many dairy products on board. Now, of course, if you think about France, it is quite a meat-oriented diet, if you just pointed out, when you think about the great french recipes and also wine and cheese well obviously the cheese it's very they're very heavy on on dairy products so clearly if you're going to be healthier as an adult maybe less of both of those is not a bad idea mm. and you mentioned the rest of the world so how does france fare in plant-based food compared with the uk the, the netherlands and the us for example well, I think there is a long way to catch up. If we look at where the innovative companies producing plant, new plant-based foods are, if you think about the Impossible Burgers, for instance, of this world, or Beyond Meat, that's, those are in the US. If you think about the, um, the company that's soon to be IPO'd uh, called Oatly, which makes a very nice tasting oat-based milk, um, that's a Swedish company. And there are a whole host of Dutch-based companies and UK-based companies as well. So I would say that this is a... a this is a big trend outside of, uh, of France, 
and the companies are generally found outside of France, but France is catching on. And I did notice, for instance, that the first vegetarian, or sorry, first vegan restaurant to actually receive the coveted Michelin star can be found in France outside of Bordeaux. So, uh, you know, there are pockets of France where it is definitely catching on and where you are seeing interest grow quickly and the products are starting to appear on supermarket shelves, albeit with a lie compared to the rest of the world. But again, French supermarkets are catching up because consumers clearly are demanding these types of products today. That is very good news. How do you think France is adapting to new consumer needs? Well, France generally, in my experience, has always been a bit of a laggard when it comes to adapting to consumer needs. Um, they get there in the end, but they tend not to be the leaders. They tend to be followers. And I think, um, as I said, when I go to my local supermarket, I still don't find a wide range of um, viable plant-based meat substitute products on offer. Um, there are vegetable thing-based products on offer, but they are clearly vegetable. They're nothing like the impossible meat or beyond, sorry, the impossible burger or beyond meat burger patties, which really do look and taste quite like meat, even though they're <laughs> plant-based. So I think that I haven't seen yet in France. No doubt it'll appear, but it will take some time. Um, I think as well, we should think about other cuisines which are lend themselves more readily to um, veganism and vegetarianism. I'm thinking particularly of things like um, Indian cuisine. Indian cuisine, you can take away very easily take away the meat and it's still delicious and there's still a huge variety of recipes. I think this will develop in France, but it's just taking a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Now back to a more general question, actually. Do you think COVID-19 and the various lockdowns have increased people's interest in healthy eating? Without a doubt, Charlotte, without a doubt. And for the simple reason that if you look at COVID, we know that one of the risk factors for catching severe COVID is indeed uh, obesity and type 2 diabetes, which are very much diet related. Um, so I think, again, getting away from that high fat diet and trying to get your BMI, your body mass index down away from that severely ob obese category um, to a BMI of 30 or under, I think has become more of a preoccupation for people. And I think also people have had more time, they've been sitting at home, they've had more time to think about these things and to focus a little bit more on themselves. And they've decided, yes, maybe, you know, this is a good time. Um, this is a good time to change the way that we live. So I think there has been a bit of a reassessment of people's lifestyle habits and clearly healthier, healthier eating is one of those changes that people are trying to enact today as a result of lockdowns. Mm, I totally agree with that. How can people invest in these emerging food trends? Well, you would think it's quite simple. It's not that simple because there aren't that many companies that are so specialized. As I've mentioned, there are companies out there like the Beyond Meats of this world, which are listed and which do produce these sorts of products. Uh, Oatly, this oat milk producer from Sweden will be, will be listing soon, but it's quite tricky. However, the good news is there are a number of healthy living and smart food funds available today, both in ETF and in managed fund form. So the good news there is you can find these, these, these financial products available, which do focus on this aspect of healthy living, which very much includes having a healthier diet or even a plant-based diet. So that is definitely on the rise at the moment. And you can find the investment products. And a question I often ask myself, do you think we'll all be eating insects in a couple of decades, Ed? 
I don't know about all, but you know, <laughs> you know, Charlotte, this is this is not a bad idea. Look, I, I I'll be blunt. If you go to Asia, the street markets in Thailand, for instance, or in Cambodia, you can find deep fried grasshoppers on a stick uh, very easily. That's a that's a you know, local delicacy. Admittedly, I think it would struggle to gain to gain um, currency here in the Western world. But there is absolutely no reason why cheap, nutritious uh, forms of protein, such as, for instance, um, insect based flowers like cricket flour, because at the end, it just looks like flour. You have no idea that it's, it was a cricket originally. So why can you not? It's just another type of protein-rich flour with which you could cook all manner of, of foods. Um, and you could easily put that even into, for instance, not only human food, but why not pet food? So my feeling is this is going to come of age, but it will probably start with pets and then we'll move on to humans in due course. But I absolutely do believe that if you do want... Um, a cheap source of protein that insects one way or another are definitely a good way to go and that that will gain gradual acceptance as long as they don't look like grasshoppers you might need to eat a lot of crickets to fill you up then well yes but as i said you know if you can get a big bag of cricket flour why not and i think that just makes that gives even more flexibility these types of ingredients will i think lend themselves to all sorts of inventive recipes that could be at the same time protein rich but while still avoiding the meats the dairy products and the, the animal fats that maybe we need to cut down a little bit on these days. Mm -hmm. Ed Sheng, thank you so much for sharing your views on this fascinating topic. Goodbye. <laughs>